Rick Jensen. On 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Well, over a year and a half ago, when the government says you're not allowed to go to work, people started applying for unemployment benefits. And in, instead of just like, you know, 500 a week, went to 5,000 and 10,000 and 20,000. Throughout all this time, your director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Benefits Office, Daryl Scott, has been on the air here every Tuesday after the news at 1 o'clock. We replay this, rebroadcast it. In its recorded version, after the news at 10.30 in the morning on Wednesdays. So on Tuesdays, we encourage you, if you have a problem getting your unemployment benefits, give us a call, 302-529-1017, 302-529-1017. Do it right now, unless you're listening on Wednesday morning, of course, because Daryl's live on the air. And uh, and I often send out emails to people who are having a hard time getting a hold of somebody say, yeah, you know what, call in on Tuesdays because Daryl takes the call. His team gets on him. And, Daryl, thanks for being on. And and I want to say this. Over the last few weeks, and I say few weeks, I say like 9, 12 weeks, something like that, um, we've – I don't know what you're doing with your team there, but you recognize people who call in sometimes. I get an email from those individuals, just people who had a hard time getting their benefits – like three, four, five uh, uh, emails the next day or two saying, wow, solved my problem, thank you very much. And that all goes to your team and what they're doing because there is a log jam, and the backup is caused by a number of different things, sometimes things that people do themselves or fail to do in their certifications, but also because of fraud. And I want you to address that a little bit, and then we're going to get to Anne-Marie. Okay, Daryl? Absolutely. So, Rick, thanks for having me on again, yeah. and uh, and again, thanks for calling out the uh, the team behind me because they get uh, they get it done each and every day. Uh, what people may not be aware is that we we continue to fund. I mean, this is uh, support of the administration, the governor, down the secretary. You know, we're funding overtime for people to continue to work. Uh, the one thing I'll put a plug in now and maybe remind people later is that the office is closed on Veterans Day. And we've directed everybody to take uh, the day off. One is, as you can imagine, we're running into some fatigue um, from, you know, some of the team members, and they just need to take uh, a day away. The other thing is the banks are closed on Veterans Day. So the advice is file your weekly certifications early so we can make your payment by Wednesday. But if you file your cert on Wednesday, the payment's not going to be processed until Friday. So, um, again, just want people to be aware of uh, be aware of that. Okay, so. it's uh, Thursday, November 11th, a week from this Thursday. Let's get right to uh, Anne-Marie. Anne, say hi to Daryl. Hi, Dr. Scott. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? He's not a doctor. He's, he's He hardly got out of college. I just play one on TV. Or right. Radio. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I've been trying to get to the bottom of my situation, and okay. I need to know what you're going to do about helping me. I've been trying for 18 months uh, to get unemployment. I filed, and seven times I was told they would get back to me. I don't know what the problem is, but seven different employees of yours um, have told me that they would get back to me, and they haven't. Um, I was also given a 1099 with a figure of 8400 in the unemployment and I never received this, but I had to pay taxes on it. Oh, jeez. Which I, which I don't, uh, I don't like. Um, no one seems to be able to figure it out. It was unemployment's uh, fault. The monies were issued and then canceled, and then they 
got lost somewhere between unemployment and rely a card, and no one knows anything about it. And I've reached the point where I need this money. I'm having double knee surgery, and I won't have any income, and I was counting on this, and I just don't know how much longer I can continue to go through these ups and downs, people not calling me back because they can't take the time to figure out what's wrong. So, Amory, I, I actually think I saw an email regarding uh, your case earlier today. Um, it just there are a couple things you said there that sort of trigger um, a memory from looking at sort of uh, an email thread. So there, there are a couple things. If we issued payments in 2020, you would have gotten a, a you know, a, a 1099. If the payments were returned, there's a whole host of things that we have to go through in order to determine whether the 1099 needs to be corrected, amended. Um, but the other, the, the one thing I do want to make mention is, you know, Delaware legislature and the governor signed into law uh, exempting UI benefits from taxes in for 2020, right? So if if you filed your Delaware taxes, um, they wouldn't or they you, you again. There's some instructions you'd have to follow in order to to make sure you weren't taxed on those. But here's what we're going to do, Amory. Just so wait, I wait, wait, wait. Sure so slow down, current... slow down. But but as I understand, you still have to pay federal taxes, though, don't you? Correct. The, okay. the, the feds didn't. The, we were hoping the feds. Uh, honestly, there was some discussion and, and hope that the federal government would follow suit. You know that they would exempt them, mm -hmm. and it would be easy. But Delaware took the step, and uh, and Congress didn't. So, so Amory, what I want you to do, just so I have current information, is email Rick R I C K at w d e l dot com. Make sure I have a good phone number for you, and just give me the last four of your social. Only the last four. And I will have somebody reach out, um, reach out to you, and and work through the details with you. Okay. Okay, but what's going to happen to the monies that I never received? That so, this so ten ninety nine says I received. They're right. they're stuck so, somewhere so, in rely a card. Sure, correct. I apologize for interrupting. So what the team is going to do? They they will look if we transfer money to you know rely a card. And it hasn't been um, withdrawn from the account. We'll be able to recover those dollars. They'll apply those dollars back to your claim. And if you're due the money, they'll reissue. They'll reissue the payment either back to the card. If you don't have the card, they'll they'll have to work through getting you a a new card or setting up direct deposit or issuing a check. But um, well, again, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to interrupt right right here right now, yeah. Anne Marie. Yes. I'm looking through my records uh, here. Um, does your last name begin with the letter O? Yes. I'm not going to say anything more about that. Okay, and send. Uh, Daryl, it's in your inbox. It has her name, her phone yep. number, the last four of her social, as well as a uh, a whole lot of information about what's been going on okay. with her and, and the, the misery that she's been going through. But anyway, the identifying information is there. Um, I don't think I have any case numbers, but oh my gosh, I mean, yeah, the dates of unemployment on a check, 627 7, 8, one that's all you, isn't it, Emory? 
Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. The 1099, uh, the Fed ID number, uh, all that, it's all in this lengthy email that's in your inbox right now, Daryl. So she doesn't have to do do anything more. Uh, Just the team needs to uh, take a special look at this, please. You got it. I I just got it and I'm forwarding it on. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. hopefully this will this will be resolved soon. Hopefully, Emery and uh, Emery, please uh, keep me in a loop on this. Yes, okay. but I've I've been told that people are going to call me and they don't, or if they do, they they don't listen to me and they just say I'll call you back, and that's the way it's been for eighteen months. Well, I apologize for that. We will, I will, and I'm conversing with the team while we're on the phone to make sure that uh, somebody does the research and we figure out what's going on between us and ReliaCard. Um, again, I've gotten some information while we're on the call, but let me let me just have the team go through it and then they'll give me an update and someone will reach out to you. That's right. We got to fix okay. this because she's going to have double knee surgery, which means she'll be at home listening to the Jensen show, and I don't want her angry with me. <laughs> I understand, Rick. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Be well, Emery. Take care. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. And I also want people to know that, uh, well, I'm due for another tour of uh, of the offices there because it was very, very nice to meet people there. Uh, but I want people to know that the number one message from the folks who actually work uh, in the Unemployment Insurance Benefits Office is that they care. They want you to know they really care, but they are backlogged. They got thousands of, of cases they're working on. And, and Daryl, I asked you earlier, and I want you to just share with people, you know, about the, the amount of overtime your employees are putting in there and, and how stressed out it can be for them. Well, it, it, it's so one is, as you, you mentioned, we've been in this for about 18 months, right? So we've had, uh, we've had team members that are working overtime um, nearly since the beginning of the pandemic, and some have, you know, just put in hundreds of additional hours. Um, and 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 to, to the point, Rick, that we had to sort of curtail and manage the amount of overtime, and and sort of having the conversation that guys, we're in a marathon, this isn't a sprint, um, and that you know we're going to need to keep, as we've shared, we have a backlog. We're going to c- continue working until we clear. Uh, clear the backlog. But that's sort of the reason why I, I share with you that um, when, you know, Veterans Day coming up next Thursday, we told the team that we're not, you know, no one's going to work because we've had people ask, can I work on, you know, Veterans Day? And, you know, we pay overtime, we pay holiday pay, um, but we just want people to take a break. They can come in on Friday. Uh, some people will work that Saturday as well. And, um Again, the, the team is committed to try and clear the backlog and try and deal with issues like Amory's to, to make sure that they get the money that uh, they're due. This, um, this issue with ReliaCard, I, I, can, I understand our frustration, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we show we paid it. We show no money on the card. Now the question is, where, you know, where's the money, right? And before I can reissue thousands of dollars in you know, second payments, I've got to know where that first, first set of money went. Is it possible, uh, or have we seen any any experiences uh, wherein somebody has hacked or stolen or taken somebody else's benefit money out of a card or out of the out of the um, the issuing company? Well, I, well, that's one of the things you'll have to look at is what address was it sent to? You know, has has it been used for other payments that have been made? 
Uh, so they'll have to go through that whole um, you know, process. Again, we have had hijack claims where people have changed the payment method, changed the address to which payments are made. And, um, and so it's possible right? That, that, that could be a scenario. I'm not sure that's the case in, right. in this uh, example, but Rick, yeah, we have had that, that situation happen. So, All right. So uh, what's the estimate on fraudulent claims? Uh, any, any idea of uh, how many might still, uh, I mean, that your, your team is still uh, trying to work through and, and how many fraudulent claims you estimate uh, have you guys found and you found them to be fraudulent? So, well, there's a couple of things there. Um, we've had more than 30, I think it was 37,000, you know, individuals report, and that's individuals or employers report what they believe to be fraudulent claims. The team tells me we probably have more than 10,000 reports that they're still going through, wow. you know, to identify and document. And then, Rick, we've got examples where individuals are reporting, hey, my payment stopped. Why did they stop? And we find that uh, somebody hijacked a claim and and we've got to go in and, and sort of validate their identity and then re, uh, go through the process of reissuing those payments. And as I shared a couple of weeks ago, that, that we've created the system functionality so that we can, you know, go in and say these three weeks weren't paid to, they were paid to somebody other than the claimant. We, we can erase them from the system, reapply the funds, reissue the money. And to Amory's point, then we issue a 1099 that is correct, reflecting only one payment and not both sets of payments. So, so how far back is the backlog now? So the team is uh, is assigning work to be issued as of August second. So we're about three. We're, we've got about three months um, of work in front of us. I will tell you that September and um, October are lighter months. I mean, our claim volume has come has continued to come down. I think we were below five hundred claims last week. Um, you know, to, uh, 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 or those were, and those are initial claims, right? Yeah. And I was just trying to pull up the report, Rick, to, to show, but I think that there were only about 1,700 claims that were identified to be adjudicated from October. Okay. So the, the nice thing about that is, again, as we clear July, which is a big month, uh, August is, is lower, September, and then October is that we're, we're really trending down. I know the, the team, it, the number's below 9,000 as of today. And, um, you know, we were over 10,000 last week. So the team's making, uh, making good progress. Um, that means you're going back to August 2nd, and the PUA, PUAC, you know, federal government uh, benefits ended about a month after that, around September 5th or so, didn't it? It did. September four was the last week, um, but if 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 you're going where I think you are, if we determine somebody's entitled to PEUC or PUA today, we will make those payments uh, in those programs, even though they've ended. They just won't be able to certify for weeks after uh, September four. Gotcha. That is exactly yep. where I was going with that. I was wondering. <laughs> okay. Well, you know. Um, so if you're applying for benefits that started around August 1st, August 2nd, something like that, understand that's the backlog. It's like, uh, what, uh, August, September, October, almost a three-month backlog now. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and I mean, but that's an important point. If somebody filed for benefits in July, we determine that they're not qualified for UI, but they're qualified for PUC, or they're a non-traditional worker. They don't qualify for UI, but they qualify for PUA. They're going to get transferred to the PUA system. They're going to submit their application. They're going to be able to certify for the weeks from their claim date forward, and then we'll issue those payments. And that includes not only the weekly benefit amount, but the $300 federal pandemic unemployment compensation benefit that was available until September 4 as well. You're still hiring and expanding the office, right? We are. And actually, when you mentioned, you know, coming to see the, the you'll get to see if it, we're about a week to 10 days away from being sort of having full occupancy of the new suite. We added about 20,000 square feet. Uh, we're consolidating the fraud team into that group to to let another division hire uh, in the space that they were taking and then adding another 20 to 25 people in that office as well. So, yeah, we continue to hire uh, claims processing, the adjudication staff. Um, we'll, be, we'll continue as, as we clear the adjudication backlog. We'll have more people working fraud. Uh, so that's one thing that uh, I'll put my plug in is, you know, if you are working, you need to report your wages. If you return to work, you need to indicate you return to work. And if you are offered a job and you refuse it, the certification asks you for that as well. And we've got employers that are submitting requests and, or reports to us of people that are, you know, denying work. You know, they, they were offered a, a job and they've uh, declined it. And our weekly certification asks that question. Right? Yeah. So. Oh, I, I, absolutely. Because, I mean, there are people who are, pretend to look for work and then uh, they don't want to take a job, whatever. They say, well, what about someone who says, well, I was offered a job that's uh, way too little money. Um, does that qualify as, uh, oh, well, you were offered a job, now you can no longer get benefits? Well, so if you're offered, the, the team that, that's, that's something that the adjudication team will look at. But, Rick, what we advise people is that if you're a vice president, right, and I'll use that as an example for an ex, maybe an extreme case, but if you're a vice president making six figures, you know, um, if you, you know, if you apply for a job at McDonald's and turn it down and, you know, that gets reported to us, then you applied and you turned down a job. Now, we again, what we advise most people is, you know, you need to be looking for work that you're willing to accept. Right. So exactly. So don't don't take don't don't go to the interview at McDonald's. All right. Uh, Daryl Scott, director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office. Thank you for your time. Always uh, enjoy talking with you, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Rick.